Are you reading and hearing all sorts of conflicting information about AI, artificial intelligence, and wondering what impact that might have on you? Well, welcome to AI for Creatives, a podcast by creatives for creatives, connecting you to the world of AI, Web3, blockchain, and beyond. Join our hosts, Camila Sanders and Nova Lorraine, as we explore new ways AI empowers creatives and highlight leading industry innovators utilizing amazing new tools to pave the way for our future. Get inspired and educated by fellow creatives revolutionizing the industry and exemplifying new ways to gain creative independence and sovereignty. We aim to preserve humanity in this fast evolving digital world and creatives are a powerful force to do that. Be a part of the conversation as we take the reins of AI and shape a positive narrative for our future. Welcome to another episode of AI for Creatives, where we are passionate about sharing information that brings together AI, humanity, and creativity. I am your co-host, Nova Lorraine, and I'm here with my other lovely co-host, Camila Sanders. So Camila, we are going to be talking about AI tools today, and we know there's a zillion of them out there. And they there's like a new, what, 10 or 100 added every day or week. I mean, it's hour, <laughs> hour right? Um, and they're not all great. Let's just be honest. I mean, it's early. A lot of them sound exciting, have great potential right now. But if if we keep in mind what they will be in a few months or a year from now, it's going to be mind-blowing because most of these tools are generative, so they're going to get better as we use them. And we saw what happened with ChatGPT. But before we go deeper into AI tools, let's just do a quick catch-up with what you've been up to. Oh my gosh. I have been obsessed with all of these Twitter killers. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so- <laughs> Okay, talk to me, talk to me. So, okay, so I don't I don't know if our audience has heard of it, but there's an app called Spill, S-P-I-L-L. Oh, I think I heard, yeah, I did hear of Spill. Yes, okay. and so it says, Spill is a visual conversation at the speed of culture. And so the interesting thing about it is that two ex-Twitter employees, Davarius Brown and Alfonso Terrell, started this company. They raised 2.75 or something million in pre-seed. And so it's out now. um, If you have an invite code, of course, it's similar to Clubhouse where you had to have an invite code. And I'm sure that's too, um, so that they can work out kind of the kinks as people go on. But the interesting thing is that it does use a large language model, Mm -hmm. AI, for Mm -hmm. the content moderation. So that's interesting in the AI was trained by, they say, marginalized groups, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's interesting because they're starting from that lens. And then also, um, I I don't think it's available yet, but they're using blockchain to credit um, any creators for their work and help people monetize. So that's built into the app. And then, of course, there's Threads, which is by Instagram, (laughs) Um, and so that's been super interesting, but it, it, I got on it. Well, yeah, I got on it and it's very seamless to add it from your IG account. I mean, if you think of, you know, 
Instagram's response to what's going on at Twitter, there's a ton of users on Instagram. And if they all get on threads, like, I don't know, I think Twitter might be dead (laughs) soon, especially uh, the way that um, everything's going with Elon Musk and the limitations and everyone says Twitter isn't fun anymore. So I just think it's exciting because when is the last time that we had, you know, a big new social media apps. So you're starting to see like all this competition. I'm like, yes, let's, let's, let's. Hey, I'm all for the competition. You know, what's interesting is when we think about Clubhouse, you mentioned Clubhouse and it was all the craze, right? A couple of years ago. I mean, everyone, it was like, do you, did you get an invite? Did you get an invite? Did you? And to the point where they're offered, the founders are offered billions of dollars, I believe by Twitter to sell. They didn't at the time. And who knows <laughs> what they think about not selling now, but it's not as hot as it was. And it was a perfect storm then because we were all on lockdown and we were craving social engagement and communication and it was audio and it was something new. So I'm wondering, do we, you know, there was a need, they filled the need and now the need sort of changed a little bit and it's not as hot anymore. I wonder with spill or threads, you know, what is that? It sounds like Spill has a need that they're filling. Um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering with threads, what is it? Is it because they want to capture disgruntled Twitter followers? And is that enough to get people to move over? Because Instagram is still, I mean, it's it's owned by Meta and Meta still has an issue with trust and transparency with a lot of users. So, but again, a lot of people don't think of Instagram and Meta being together as well, you know. So I'm I'm curious. So okay, the the million dollar question is: Did you get an invite to spill? Oh yeah, I have one. I'll I'll send you the code. Yeah, send, me the code. <laughs> send me the code. And then in terms of threads, have you been on it? I have, and, and it's it's thinking? very similar to oh, that's right, Twitter. Yeah, it's very similar to Twitter, and I think. You know, it's interesting. I think IG and Meta, they just kind of obviously, I mean the the thing about it is that it's like very functional when you first get on it because it's a you know, a huge company. Of course, they're going to have the money to put into the R&D for it versus Spill, they're probably still trying to, you know, kind of figure it out, which is fine. But it's very similar and I think it's because I mean, if you notice what IG does, Remember, uh, YouTube Shorts got, I mean, TikTok is big. So they're going to do, you know, the Instagram Reels, you know. So they're kind of like copying, but at the same time, they're also putting it on their platform so they can collect data and improve and do something better in the future, I believe. So it, yeah, it's, it's, it's so very you feel similar. Threads is trying to do something better. Is that what you're saying? Well, I think Threads is like, hey, just everybody get on our Twitter-like pro, uh, platform so that we can study you. Because like you said, it's meta, the data is still involved. And now we can kind of start to test this and see if we can do things that improve that are improvements and be better. You know, so it's it's really just, um, you know, R&D and, and testing. And, and perhaps, I mean, there's some features that like you can choose, I think the biggest one I saw was you can choose which um, people can respond to your tweet. <laughs> so not it can be open or you can say the people that I actually, you know, put the tweet out to that I add, you know. 
Um, so that's that's really the only, but I'm sure there's going to be more that, you know, things that you can do. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's taken years for Twitter to get to where it is now. And I wonder these platforms like Clubhouse, like Spill, like Threads, where they're going to be in three to five years and how AI is going to disrupt social media, how, you know, AR and XR are going to disrupt social media. Are we going to still, you know, go to these scroll and click and scroll and watch platforms? Are we going to be, or are we going to be looking for something more immersive? So I'm, I'm really intrigued and think that, you know, from the conversations within, let's say the web three ecosystem, I think that people are itching for something that is a little more authentic. And maybe that's why spill and, you know, some of the features that you're sharing about threads, maybe, you know, maybe that's why they'll grow. Um, Mm -hmm. But then when you add a layer of immersion and you add a layer of personalization, you know, what companies are capitalizing on that? It's interesting that spill is looking at blockchain and, you know, we've touched a lot about blockchain and Web3 on our other podcast, Crypto for Creatives. So for those that are listening, check out Crypto for Creatives. And that's that's interesting because I feel that we're still at a point where there's resistance around minting and NFTs due to some of the bad actors in the space if it's presented like that, if it is presented in a, in a way of of we're going to enhance your security. We're going to allow you more opportunity. We're going to prove your ownership and it's seamless. The user experience is seamless. Then yes, I think you're going to get, you know, a really good reception to that. So yeah, really fascinating stuff. So send over that invite. Um, I'm curious, I'm going to play around in the, in the coming days on both of those quote unquote Twitter killers. Um, (laughs) In terms of, I'll just share really quickly before we jump in on, on what I've been up to. So Still lots of travel and speaking. I was on a really interesting panel at the PI Apparel event, um, which is an innovation summit conference in fashion, so the apparel industry. And it took place, this one took place in New York. They happen all over the world, uh, Milan, uh, California, and other places. And I was fortunate enough to join a panel on AI and its impact on creativity and fashion, as well as chair both days of the event. So being present throughout all of the conversations happening on the main stage. And so it's just interesting to see that there's still a lot of fear and intrigue around AI, um, even though fashion is one of the biggest industries that it's impacting right now. And not only with generative AI, but traditional artificial intelligence and Gen AI is just creating just more ripples in the pond. But, you know, copyright was something that came up. You know, what is what is the direction people should take around protecting works that are created with AI? So I think this is a really good segue into our show around AI tools, because as we use these tools, that conversation, I think, is going to become more prominent. And what is the difference between something that's AI generated or you know, there's whatever 100% AI generated. What is that definition? If a human is the one that's actually putting in the prompts and manipulating the output, so let's just focus on the tools today. We'll have to circle back around copyright on another show, but let's let's discuss what tools are we excited about, and that's continuing to disrupt creativity and the creative industries, but then also, more importantly, can help 
and enhance our journey as creatives, right? You know, a lot of us are content creators. A lot of us are storytellers. A lot of us are artists, marketers. And so what are the tools that we're excited about where we can, you know, make more of an impact faster and we don't necessarily need to be an engineer or a coder to use the technology. So yeah, let's just dive in. Yeah. So I guess the first one on my mind, since we're sitting here podcasting, <laughs> is Descript. <laughs> okay. um, so that uses AI and it's really, it is for podcasters. It's really video and podcast editing, right? Um, so you can do a lot of different things as far as like removing the filler noise, I mean, filler words, background noise, uh, video editing. And I think it's it's really interesting because I kind of, I know Adobe products, so I can use like the different Adobe products that are a bit more complicated, but this is like very visual, very easy. So I've heard great things about it. I've kind of played with it myself too. And I think, I think it's a, it's a pretty cool tool uh, using AI for editing. Yeah, I would, I would agree. So as podcasters, you know, we pretty much stick with the audio medium, but I, one of the reasons why a few years ago, when I started podcasting, I chose not to do video is I didn't want that extra layer of production that we would have to worry about. And I didn't want the video production to slow down getting the content out there. So we said, Hey, you know, podcasters, uh, podcasting is for audio listening. Let's just focus on audio, but we know the marketing advantage to also having video. So to be able to now take your video content and not your video, excuse me, take your audio content and plug it into a program like Descript and create a video without you having to sit <laughs> behind a camera with the right lighting and makeup and then hire a you know video editor and go back and forth until you have the perfect final cut, you can use this AI tool to quickly go from audio to video. And I think that's powerful, especially for podcasters. Speaking of video, Skybox by Blockade Labs, you can create 3D immersive environments and worlds with this AI tool. So if you are into 3D and or you're a video game developer or you're a YouTube storyteller and you want something more immersive for your content or you just want something really cool for your presentation, you can use Sky Skybox, add a few by adding a few words into their generator box and create an environment or world. And it's an actual video of this environment and it's 360 degrees. So you can move your cursor around and get that full view of the environment you just created. And you can choose different styles to match the image or story that you're sharing. So I think that's a really cool video tool, especially for storytellers. If you're looking at creating mood boards that you want to pass over to an animator, or you're working with a 3D modeler for a gaming environment or a metaverse environment, this is great. But think about just spicing up your presentations with a 3D visual of an environment. So that's Skybox. Wow, that's cool. Um, so another one is Pictory. So it's an AI video generator that where you can create and edit high quality videos. So 
You don't need, it's another tool where you can easily edit the video, but the interesting thing is that you can put in a script or a blog or an article, some type of thing, and that's the basis for the video content. Mm. So I think that that is super cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that also reminds me of Flicky, which you can take a blog and from the blog, turn that into a video. I mean, again, this is just revolutionary where you look at any creator or storyteller that was limited on their skill sets as it relates to video creation and editing or their budget. Um, this is changing the game because with, especially we were talking about TikTok and Instagram earlier with these video driven social platforms, individuals are really um, looking for video content. It's just, you know, they want to consume it. And, but I also think, you know, when it, when you're watching something more educational, you are looking for the transcript as well. So there goes the video to text tool, I think is also something super useful. So last but not least, cause I want to make sure we have time to cover other videos. There's wonder studio, which OMG, if you are into filmmaking. Okay. So I'm just those filmmakers out there, check out wonder studio. It will allow you to take to create video effects with avatars and characters and place them into live action scenes. And so it's democratizing VFX. It's think about the Avatar movie or ET or I just saw Transformers. I just saw Transformers. Loved it. But anyway, for those of us that love filmmaking and may not have the resources that a big studio in Hollywood or Atlanta or wherever they're located, check out Wonder Studios because it can take you to the next level as it relates to storytelling and VFX. So that's a great one um, as when you're looking at animating characters and avatars and enhancing live action scenes. I think that's a really good one. I'm just thinking about all the different applications that people can use that for, whether it's a quick social media thing or just putting like out a full, you know, longer film. Like that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And even, you know, a lot of these tools when you're playing with them, because they're so early, right? They're not at their full capacity. You can educate others on how to use the tools. And that's a great way to grow your social platform or presence and or position as an authority in the space. So even if you aren't completely satisfied with the end result as you're learning, you can record and share so others can learn. And as the tools get better and those that have that sort of staying power, you have the skill sets to be able to really optimize those other tools. So let's just jump into music. We could touch on this really quickly because I think it's a great overlay when you're creating video. And some of these tools we mentioned has the ability for you to bring music in. But what if you are a little more selective with your music or you're creating music that may not necessarily go into a video? Maybe it's you know behind a podcast or it's an intro to a presentation or it's something that will go into a short film. There are a couple tools that I think are exciting. So for those of you that have an idea about music and you want to edit what you already have, what you're creating, there's wave tool and that's wave without the E. So W A V tool. And it allows you to use natural language to edit the music, you know, the tone, the, the, 
the rhythm, the beat. So that's a really cool tool uh, that I'm excited about. How about you, Camilla? Well, I think I remember you telling me about a tool called Mubert. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so that is a creating music based on description. So I think, you know, anyone that's a content creator and you have to kind of get music, buy music, you need to have the rights. And so it's really interesting, these AI tools that are coming along where you can just create something and hopefully it'll, you know, spit something out that is according to your description of how you want it, you know, lively using drums or, you know, whatever, whatever that is that you can describe the type of music that you want that you have in your head. And now you don't necessarily have to search for it. Uh, you can just kind of pull it together with AI. Yeah. Cause a lot of times music is that one barrier, you know, license-free music that actually sounds good. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's license-free <laughs> music out there, but like, eh, no, thanks. Um, I like creating my own music, but that takes time. And so, again, if you are looking for something to enhance anything you're making with music and music, you can't go wrong with using music to enhance anything. These are some great tools, WaveTool and Mubert. So let's move on to images. And we're focusing today on tools that we're excited about that are going to immediately help you as a creative. Okay, so we're not touching on all of them because there's hundreds and hundreds of tools, but some that we're excited about. And we'll come back and do some more, you know, tool podcasts. But just wanted to, you know, put this in perspective in terms of the ones we're covering today because we can't get to everything. But these are ones absolutely worth checking out. So as it relates to images, I used a tool called DID and it I created an avatar, I call her my Frankenstein. Actually, she's beautiful. She's nothing like Frankenstein. Um, so I created an avatar in Midjourney, which we'll touch on. And I brought it into a tool called DID. That's D hyphen ID. And animated her. And um, I took audio that I recorded with my voice, a script. And I added the script. And voila, I had an animated model telling a story. It was fantastic. It took a minute, it took more than a minute, it took a couple hours to put all the pieces together, but the end result was absolutely worth it. And the possibilities are endless. And so I just want to mention DID and something similar if you don't have the skills or desire to create your own avatar or model, there is a company called Synthesia out of the UK that's democratizing model-driven videos with AI. So check out Synthesia where you can select your model, select the language, select the voice and upload a script and voila, you have someone giving a presentation for you <laughs> or a demo or walking you through a 3D tour of a home or what have you. So um, Synthesia is is a, a little hack if you don't want to do all the components. But I, I love the experience of what I did with uh, with DID. It's interesting that you said it took you a couple of hours because that may seem long, but to do what you did probably would take days, maybe even weeks, because you have to learn all these complicated tools yeah. <laughs> um, to put it together. So that's amazing. Yeah. So more things about images, like being a graphic designer and doing a lot of work for other people, there's a tool called HitPaw, mm-hmm. and there's actually multiple tools out there. 
But this is an AI tool that helps to upscale the images. So it enhances the images. You know how you'll have these blurry images that you can't enlarge. Mm-hmm. And I always, no one knows what high res is for some reason. Right, right. <laughs> so it's like, send me a high res and they're like, you mean this? And it's still <laughs> like this blurry JPEG. <laughs> so being able to take this, if you're like a graphic designer or someone that works with images that with from people and maybe you just can't find the original file or something, but using tools like HitPaw and some other tools that are out there to enhance the images so it's a better resolution, I think that's, I love it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds amazing. I mean, with Rain Magazine, getting images of the right quality is so important. And that was always an issue for us in the past where we would request a high res and here's the DPI. And then depending on who you're dealing with, they may not know what DPI even means or how to check for the DPI. And so to have something like that, I think is phenomenal. And I got really excited about this one, Clade, C-L-A-D-E. Now, okay, I design, I design fashion, but then also accessories and I love interiors. Well, this tool can allow you to upload a photo of your product and then create an entire photo shoot through AI, based on your product. So and this is in contrast to using tools like Dolly and Midjourney, which are generative AI tools that, that are text-to-image where you put in a text prompt of um, a variety of length of words or phrases, and you get an output of an image. Now, with Clade, you're uploading your photo, and you're able to get multiple iterations of your product in a variety of backgrounds, scenes, and settings. So Again, having done photo shoots, knowing what goes into them, and I love in-person photo shoots, and I'm all for not getting rid of them, but when you're looking to easily and quickly demonstrate your product in multiple environments and also save on cost, this is something that you can do. So you still need your initial photo. It could be taken by you or a professional, and but it allows you to really expand the ways that you're showcasing that product to the public. I think that's so huge for artists because you have this artwork, whether it's a painting or it's a, you know, pottery or whatever it is, and you're able to showcase it maybe on your website in an environment that people are used to. So being able to do that and not necessarily having to do a full-blown photo shoot, which might cost more than you would actually sell the product for. That's right. That's right. right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's that's um, that's really groundbreaking. Um, another one that we were talking about is Move.ai. Mm-hmm. So that's adding movement to photos. So you're uploading a picture and picking certain animation to save as a video file. Yeah, I think that's powerful. Again, I'm just, in my mind, I'm thinking storytelling, storytelling, storytelling. And if you are sharing stories on social, imagine taking a photo. I have an adorable, adorable rag rag doll cat. So if I took a picture of Mocha and decided to animate him doing the jig or something, (laughs) (laughs) um, that would be really funny, you know? Um, But just... It could be anything. Let's say you take a photo of yourself and choose to animate yourself or you're creating um, a short story with your friends and then you could animate that or you have a stuffed animal and you want to animate that even just for fun. I think the possibilities, again, 
are endless when you're using these tools and you're really thinking outside the box. I mean, we're des- we're describing the very initial scratch the surface use case. Um, but when you check out Mo- Move AI and you can see that it's allowing you also to do motion capture in a very accessible way where for those of you that have ever experienced motion capture or have seen it, you're going in a studio, you're, you know, there's hundreds of cameras um, that are recording your movement to then turn it into something later on in another scene, perhaps, and or setting where this tool can allow you to do that as well. So super powerful. It reminds, not reminds me, but it also makes me think of Luma Lab, where you could take photos and turn them into 3D models. Now, I'm in Web3, guys, so I've been working with 3D immersive spaces, building 3D environments, and you know, converting digital designs into 3D models. It takes a lot of time and effort to rig a 3D model of something. It, it just does, and it takes a lot of technical prowess if you're the one designing on the other end of the software. Well, with Luma Lab, you're able to create a 3D model from a photograph. And now these may be more cartoon-like models right now, but to know that you can, within minutes or seconds, go from 2D to 3D is pretty powerful. And again, for game developers, for those that are working in immersive environments, this could be a game changer. Yeah. I mean, we talked, so we talked some about images and we always, you know, talk about chat GPT, but we're, I'm hearing so many tools out there that are, you know, complimentary, or you can use them instead of chat GPT. So one of them is Jasper. Mm. So that's an AI, another uh, copywriter that is more focused on doing things in your favorite tone and style. Mm. So it's more focused on the different style that you would actually write in, which you can do with uh, chat GPT, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, no, that sounds great. And then speaking of text and writing and copywriting, and we've done previous shows on chat GPT. So definitely check out some earlier episodes of AI for creatives if you want to learn a little bit more about that, but it is a generative AI tool, um, you know, built on language. And so you can go from text to text and help it help uh, allow, And that tool can help you create blog posts, social media posts, presentations, reports, resumes, do research analytics. I mean, it, it goes on and on. And especially if you get the paid version of ChatGPT4. Um, but some other tools to pay attention to um, are Wise One, which is a, a tool that will allow you to enhance your web searching. So if you like to do a lot of research online and you're reading blogs and or reports uh, or stories on various things to extract the pertinent information you need, definitely check out Wise One. Um, another cool tool on the copywriting side of things is text blaze. And this helps you with your email and text messages. So it allows you to automate templates and to respond to messages. If you feel a little overloaded with what's coming into your inbox, me personally, I think I'm going to hold on to personal responses for a while, but we'll see. Let's see. But for those that need a little more automation, text blaze is something 
that might be very useful to you. And I want to quickly touch on presentations because there's so many of us that have to do presentations for clients. Um, if we're doing workshops, if we're educating, you know, we, we need to do this. If we're entrepreneurs and we have to create a deck to best showcase our idea, our project, our business model, then these presentation tools are game-changing. So I'm going to start with the obvious one, Canva, right? <laughs> um, but what's interesting with Canva right now, it's literally on steroids with AI. I mean, it has a magic edit feature now. It has text-to-image with built-in. It has a presentation builder. So if you've used Canva over the years and seen the upgrades, within the last couple months, it's gone to a whole new level. So um, that's a pretty obvious one. A lot of people know about Canva, but you may not know and have started using these more powerful features that they've incorporated AI to allow these features to be possible. So how about you, Camilla? Yeah, I think another one, great name, is presentations.ai. So it allows you to create uh, personalized decks, so personalized presentations from a text description Mm, and to share it with people. So That's pretty cool because it takes a long time to put together presentations, (laughs) especially if you already have uh, the copy, but you're trying to put it into presentation format. So I love to just like click my fingers and have that happen. So goodbye PowerPoint. Is that what you're saying? (laughs) No, I'm well, yeah, yeah. If it has AI, like I have, you know, I do strategies. So I have this whole document Uh and I need to put it into a presentation to present it. And if I could just... Get some AI to put it in a presentation, simplify the words, summarize it, very clean. I would, I'm all for it. Love it. I'll be checking out these tools for sure. Love it. Well, if you're more of a story-driven presentation creator, check out Tome, tome tome.ai. Beautiful stories with visuals and text and a lot of different options. So if you're getting tired of the templates from Canva or some of the other AI tools, definitely check out Tome, the T-O-M-E, and then beautiful.ai. I just love the name. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, why didn't I get that? I'm just saying. Beautiful.ai, another great presentation tool. Um, So I think we did a really great job in, you know, just giving some of the tools that we're excited about that most people may not have heard about. That could be a win-win right now and today if creators start using it. And we definitely need to do another one of these because I, I feel that we just we just touched on just a minimum number that we've researched and come across and used. And so I'm excited to do a part two, maybe part three to this. But I think this is a great starting point. Yeah, we could do this conversation every day with all the different <laughs> tools that are out here. And it's it's super exciting to know that there's a ton of people working on some of these solutions. So, Absolutely. All right. Well, this is a great place to pause for today. We will pick this up again uh, in our next episode. We release a new episode every two weeks and we're on all your major platforms And AI for Creatives is brought to you by Pink Kangaroo, and that's Kangaroo with a U. So check out Pink Kangaroo for more transformational shows for your business and your life. Always excited to share 
our information and research with you. Again, if you have not yet had a chance to check out Crypto for Creatives, all things Web3, blockchain, NFTs, crypto, definitely check that out. It's a great, great place to get up to date on what future technologies are going to be impacting our lives. We do a lot of great interviews with founders as well. So check out Crypto for Creatives. And please subscribe and share. Leave a review. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we are bringing you valuable information. And if you found any of this valuable, share it with a friend. It's so, so critical that we use each other to help increase awareness around emerging technology, especially AI and how it's impacting creativity. Well, that's it for today. I am your host, Nova Rain, and always a pleasure to share the studio with my co-host, Camille Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> this is AI for Creatives, and until next time, ciao. Bye.